It's Tuesday, January 24th, 2017, and we're reading from the Chung Yuan Chang translation of the Tao Te Ching. This is chapter seven. The existences of heaven and earth are long lasting. Their existences are long lasting because they do not conceive of their existences as existences. Therefore, their existences are long lasting. When the wise stays back, he steps forward. When he forgets his self, he finds his self. Is it not through selflessness that one achieves selfhood? Sitting upright, tongue on the roof of the mouth. And we will sit for 10 minutes with a little bit of guidance from me. Whatever plans you might have for yourself for the day, they will still be there when we're done here. So for now, let those plans and all your thoughts pass by. Just focus on your
do you have some desire for this moment? Do you want it to be a particular way? As you notice that, can you just allow it to be? As we're sitting here, can you notice what's in your heart now? Connect with what's there. And still keep your focus on your breath while you Your awareness spread out. Spread out in a way that you might use your peripheral vision to see something. Let your awareness become expansive.
question that's uh, it's come up before in my own meditation practice amongst people and, and one that, that I've heard people who call themselves spiritual leaders or who deign to, to be spiritual leaders have discussed lately is why bother sitting? Why meditate? Is there a point to it or is it just a distraction? And people who I really respect, like Eckhart Tolle, have said things to the effect of, well, you know, I mean, you can sit and that's all well and good, but if you don't apply that to the rest of your life, then you've really missed the point. And I think to a degree what he's actually saying is sitting is a distraction. Meditation is a bit of a distraction. All of your life should be a meditation. I think it depends on the person. There's some truth to that. And God knows there are a lot of people sitting in sanghas all over the planet who are uh, assholes. I used to sit with Urban Dharma and one of the teachers there, Vinny Ferraro, used to say, well, you know, there are a lot of concentrated assholes out there, which is true. But meditation is, it's an anchor for those of us who need that. And I count myself among those who need that. So not everybody will need it. And there are some people who are doing it who probably should not be because then they just use it as a way to get further afield of what their real truth is. It's a chance for their ego to run wild. But for many of us, that anchor, that grounding, helps us connect with our truth because, because in the absence of it, it, it can be pretty fucking difficult. Let's look again at this chapter. The existences of heaven and earth are long-lasting. Their existences are long-lasting because they do not conceive of their existences as existences. Therefore, their existences are long-lasting. Chang's not much of a poet, is he? But um, the point here is that the universe has no self-conception, no judgment of its own existence. And therefore, if it's not eternal, it's at least very long-lasting by our measure. You know, if we personalize this again and remember that not only does the universe contain us, but we contain the universe, then we too are long-lasting. Once we get beyond conceiving of our existence as existence. So in the next part, Chang says, when the wise stays back, he steps forward. When he forgets his self, he finds his self. I'd just rather say when he forgets himself, he finds himself. Is it not through selflessness that one achieves selfhood? Well, it's through selflessness that one achieves selfhood if that selflessness is truly selfless. 
In other words, if it's intentional selflessness and look around you, there's a lot of that, then that sort of misses the point. And that is not the way that one achieves selfhood or unity of being. That's perhaps a more specific way to phrase it. How many people do you know who work for NGOs and nonprofits who are concentrating their energies on doing what they see as good things in the world, but who don't make a particularly good impression on you? In my experience, there are a lot of people out there who have their identities wrapped up in the success of their charitable work. That's not the kind of selflessness we're talking about here. Instead, can you let go of your ideas of how it should be for yourself and for other people and how the world should be and simply follow your own path irrespective of what your story is about what your path is. There's some subtlety there. Right? I mean, maybe your story about what your path is is the correct story. But when I look around, I see all this cultural conditioning that tells us what sorts of stories we should have. And that does not have to do with our truth. When the wise stays back, he steps forward. It's easy to be detached. So this is a little bit misleading. When, when you stay back, you step forward. It's easy to be detached for a lot of people, but it's not so easy to be involved through your detachment if that makes any sense. So the type of selfless, selflessness that we're talking about here, it may seem like it's hard to find. It may seem like it requires, it requires you to be enlightened in order to attain it. But that's actually not true at all. It's not true at all. You've experienced it before. We all have. Maybe it's something you can experience today. Thanks for sitting with me. Have a good day.